Welcome back to the series, everyone. Really excited to share the final episode of the Business of Being You podcast series. This is a beautiful conversation. I invited on Siobhan Patterson. She is a renowned life coach specializing in holistic transformation and feminine personal development. As a prolific content creator and exceptional communicator, she guides individuals into divine soul alignment with their true purpose. She's the founder of the number one platform for feminine personal development, Mind and Body, and is the host of the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. With her intuitive wisdom, she helps people break free from limitations and unlock their true potential. Her work is a sanctuary for all things personal growth, boasting an abundance of resources and programs for transformative change. She is a 1-3 emotional projector with eight centers defined, which means that she is a quad split. Today's conversation, we really dove into her variables to specifically support her as a 1-3 emotional projector quad split. And we specifically dove into, after diving into her variables, we talked about the four different channels that she has and how she can create structures and boundaries and support systems in order to support those splits. And so it was a really beautiful conversation. There was a lot of aha moments, a lot of revelations, and just a lot of clarity. So I'm really looking forward to you diving into this session, and I hope that you enjoy it. So excited for this conversation. I'm here with Bonnie. She's a 1-3 emotional projector with eight centers defined and a quad split. So we have a lot of exciting things to dive into. Bonnie, I'm honored to have you here in this conversation today and to just dive into your chart and coach you and help you have breakthroughs in your life and in your business. It's going to be beautiful. So welcome. And I would love if you can kick us off by sharing what your intention is for the session today and what you want support with, what you want to get out of the call, and then we're just going to take it from there. All right. Sounds good. Uh, first of all, it is an honor to be back on the show. Um, our episode together was my number one listen to episode, which lets me know that you're, my audience loves what you do, and I'm excited to be able to share this with them. Um, my number one intention for this call, this podcast episode, is for the other projectors out there that are like me that think they're crazy, that are, you know, struggling to try to fit in, struggling to try to find their voice and know when to talk and when to go uh, to, to feel seen and to also get some, some practical knowledge on how they can move forward in their life. Um, and then as always, I hope that whatever wisdom comes through on this call is, is, is blessing the entire collective, right? Um, yeah. So good. I'm excited. And I love that you're really wanting to use this conversation as a catalyst for beyond yourself. And I think that that's really beautiful. And I know that when people listen to these episodes, when they watch us on YouTube, that it really does support them. So I know that this can be a great conversation. So yeah. let's dive into it. So before we hit record, Bonnie and I have had a conversation because I really wanted to dive into how we can support her more as a projector by using her chart. And the fact that she has eight centers defined and is a quad split is very rare. I remember when I looked up her chart over a year ago, I was like, wow, like there's a lot of wisdom here and there's so much going on. And so I'm excited to dive into this. We're going to be talking about the variables. We're going to be talking about the four channels that she has that creates the split and just really weaving that into her experience in business. Because 
I'm all about me being a sacral being supporting the non-sacral beings because the world is majority influenced by sacral beings and we're not all designed to show up this way. So I would love first, Bonnie, actually, if you can share a little bit more about the challenges or for lack of a better word, like the struggles that you're experiencing. And then I'm going to dive into what I'm seeing right now. Well, I just recently realized that I definitely have ADHD. I knew my son did. And the more I looked at what it looks like in women, I was like, well, now I have something to work with because I've been beating myself up for years, trying to find a way to mellow, but yet still have efficiency in my work. I'm either all, I've noticed that I'll have two weeks of hardcore, like masculine energy when I'll get stuff done. And then like maybe two weeks of like, I'm doing absolutely nothing, almost like a depressed person where I know I have lots of work to do, but I can't, um, I can't schedule times to batch content. It literally comes when it comes. And so Saturdays and weekends are usually the day that that happens, but it's not consistent. And in order to grow a business, uh, you can be, you know, what I call myself, a little carefree hippie dancing in the clouds, naked out in the grass. That's awesome. But the thing about businesses, especially if you're trying to scale, is you have to have repeatable systems. And so part of my mission is to shift the paradigm from this only masculine way of doing business. But at the same time, I want to find a way that create... Um, to create structures where I can be consistently, I heard it today from a friend. He said, you are consistently inconsistent, but that's how you flow. And that's awesome, but it doesn't feel awesome. Mm, that's such a great point. Consistently inconsistent. And it's funny how when people say also like they're not committed, but they're so committed to being not committed. Like it's, yeah. it's a fucking paradox essentially. So yeah. what I want to do today is I, it was interesting when I started looking at Bonnie's chart, I was like, okay, there's four channels here. And I, I think that when people have a split, triple split, quad split, it's like, how do you, when you're in your own energy working, especially being self-employed, typically people work from home. They're not always out of the cafes, right? Or right. whatever libraries, work centers and so on. And it's like, how can you support the four conversations of wisdom going on inside of you without feeling like you said crazy, right? And so I really want to talk about the connection you have between your head and Ajna, the two top centers, your throat and G center in the middle of your chart, and then the heart center and the, and the splenic center, which is reaching across your chart, and then the root center and your emotional solar plexus, which is that last center in the bottom reaching to the right side of your chart. And I think that understanding the gifts that you have and the shadows that can show up in these spaces will will help help you have awareness and be like oh the, you know because you might be trying to support like your thought system but really what's going on is you need to support your emotions right mm, yeah. so i think that that it's like energy they say energy is energy but the reason why i love the gene keys and i love human design is that it's so much into there's different flavors of energy and that's quite literally why there's the three frequencies of every single gate every single gene key so when we look at your, I want to talk about your, we're going to talk about your centers in a second, but let's dive into your variables first. Okay. So when we look at the human design chart, we have the four arrows that are at the top of the body graph. And each of these clusters of, you know, we have an arrow and then we have like the triangle and the circle. These each have their own theme. They're their own transformation, as they call it, the four transformations. So the top left arrow that you have here, this is your cognition. This is how you process and digest information. Underneath of that, we have your environment. So this is like your ideal environment that you're designed to thrive in. 
And then the top right arrow is your motivation and how you're motivated in life and how you're designed to motivate others. And then your bottom right arrow is your view and how you see things. And so the reason why I want to dive into this is because I think it's going to help you feel better in terms of the kind of boundaries that you might need to set when you're working or when you're doing things, but then also really just having compassion for yourself that if somebody's like, well, why are you doing it this way? And if it's in your variables, you can be like, bitch, like I know what I need right now. <laughs> right? right. So again, coming back to those boundaries for ourselves and other people. So your mind, your cognition, how you're designed to process things is very much in fluid. Right. So it might be taking notes. It might be listening. It's like going to be a passive experience, but the way that you absorb information might be surprising in the sense that it just, it, it's going to stick. You may not recall specific details, but like the full experience of what you're learning is really what you're going to get out of it. And yep. so when we look at your determination, being nervous, you may notice when you're eating food, when you're processing things, like you're designed to be, you know, moving around, like to sit down and to just be quiet and eat something might make you feel giddy. Like you want to be moving around. You want to be interacting with your environment, whether that's music, whether that's having conversations. So I'm curious, you're like nodding your head right now. And I'm curious if that's landing for you so far. Yeah, that was me at the reality show last week. I could not sit still. The first day I was like, this ain't going to work. So I found something to stand up on. Um, like a little decoration podium thing. And that's where I stood the rest of the week every day. And I was moving, I was doing like stretches. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. And I love that you did that for yourself intuitively without realizing it because the way that you process information is part of the unconscious design of our human design chart. So it's like being able to give yourself permission to move around as you're learning and as you're digesting is going to support you in terms of how you, you know, absorb things and then obviously output things later when you have your inspiration and your clarity and your sharing. So the cognition of touch, what that means is that, you know, you may notice that you're really a notes taker or when you get to do interactive things, be with people, be in contact, right? I'm curious if you're just, I've had this speculation with the variables. Have you read the, the five love languages? Yeah. Touch physical touch has always been mine. I I'm the butt smacker at every job. Like I was so, <laughs> um, I was an HR nightmare. <laughs> oh my goodness. But isn't that funny? Like, again, the touch is how you connect and like process and, and have those interactions with people. Right. So I love that. For example, the next time you go and you do like an in-person seminar session, or you're, you're learning something new, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, that you need to move. Yeah. Right. And you being a one, three, projector that unconscious three line is really about movement right so it's like the experimenting trying new things trial and error figuring things out but having the freedom to move and play with things otherwise you're just going to feel like you're you're not having that success you're not getting that recognition or figuring out what it is that you want to figure out yeah I'll be I get frustrated yes would you say being able to move things around we I love that we're in startup mode as opposed to just like, this is my coaching business and this is the way things are going. Because when I view myself as a founder, I give myself, which I am, but like that has supported me to move into this because I get to play around with stuff. We're going to try this. Oh, it didn't work. All right, we'll try something else. And before, um, with the very limited views of all my male friends around me, it would be like, you're not consistent. You didn't try it again. You didn't stick it out. And I'm like, well, yes, I hear that. I didn't stick it out because it felt terrible, right? Um, 
And and that's also something I would love some help with on this call because it's like, am I giving up because I'm listening to my intuition? Like my my theory is resistance comes from your shadow, maybe not ready to embrace that situation or your highest self being like, bitch, that's not what we're supposed to be doing anyways. And so um, I wonder, I'm like, did I give up on things? No, I just had a moment of clarity. No, that was my highest self saying, bitch, that's not what we're doing. Because every time that I pivoted, it gets me closer and closer and closer to the vision that I'm trying to create. Sorry for interrupting as you were. <laughs> no, that was perfect. What you just shared, because I think what's important to address here is having these conversations, like all of these sessions that I've done with all you seven women in this podcast series, all of it is to specifically validate you and your design and how you're showing up so that you can create a business that's sustainable to you. Yeah. And so when we have masculine energy, and I don't want to just like plaster men in general, but when we have the masculine energy who do not have as cyclical as an experience as females with a reproductive system, right, or just that cyclical energy, they're not going to be able to relate to that unless right. they've done extensive research and understanding and, and understand the cycles of women to support them in that they're teaching us what they know works because they make up the majority of the patriarchy and capitalism and so on. There's yes. evidence there that it works, right? There's nothing right. wrong, but the fact is it's not, that way of operating is not sustainable. And also consistency is fucking subjective. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. So, okay. Do you, do you feel validated in your experience of how you process information? Yes, I think that bringing human design into my life two or three years ago is easily one of the best decisions ever. Like, yes, learning about manifestation was cool, doing all these things, but this is this has helped me so much because I never really, I believe in astrology and I can see my Aquarian ways, like, and and, but this just hits me so much deeper. I don't know why. Yeah, and I think it's because it's it's in your DNA. It's like if we actually if we look at the 64 gates, which are the 64 numbers that are in all the centers, these are associated with the I Ching system, which is mm -hmm. like a Chinese divination text. And mm -hmm. it's about the 64 archetypes, but the, we have 64 codon rings, right? We have like 64 aspects of our DNA. Like it's literally connected to our DNA. Got so it. it's not, it's not just the cosmos, like the activation and the energetic imprinting that we have is literally connected to our DNA. This is why it speaks so deeply to people because it's, it's literally inside of you. It's not, it's not just like a personality test or whatever that right. tells you what your motivations are. Right. Okay. So, okay. I'm loving this so much. I want to talk about your environment and I love this so much because I was actually reading a bit more about projectors. And one of the things with projectors is that they really are, and I don't want people to feel limited by this, but they're really, they really are here to be that lighthouse. Like I was sharing that analogy with you before we hit record, but it's mm -hmm. like being invited in to share the wisdom. And in order to be invited, you kind of have to be on the outside. Yeah. Right. You got to know invited. you're there. Yeah, like they have to know you're there, but also it's like being invited in, whether it's into a party, whether it's into someone's home, whether it's into a conversation, right? That invitation is now your playground to create and alter the experience that those people are having. Mm. Right? And this is why it's so important to hear people just grilling about waiting for the invitation because if you just barge in, and I mean, I don't just mean you, I'm talking about 
people, projectors, even generators with the waiting to respond. If you just show the fuck up and you're in that initiating energy, it will not be as well received as when you've been invited in or you're responding to something from your environment. So when I look at the environment caves blending, what that means is that you really value the safety and security of your environment. And you love when you have like everything that you need there but you also love when you can come and go as you please, or you can have the people come and go as they please, but it's like this, this haven for you. My home is my, is first of all, I haven't left my home ever since I've manifested this waterfront place. I don't leave my house. I'm so aggravated when I have to leave my, my space because it's like, it look, it reminds me of a water bungalow because you can see the water on in every room in the house, no matter what you're just standing there and you can see it from four different views. And at nighttime, I, the windows stay wide open. So even at nighttime, I will sit in my house in the dark because I can just see the dark water. And I thought about that the other day. I'm like, I've made myself a cave. <laughs> but, yes. and then when you said having everything that you need by, like, I will sit, I will get all my stuff and sit by the window and just work with my laptop and everything like is always around me that I need. And I always get made fun of for being the mom because I always like overpack and I have like, I need to make sure that everything is okay. And I actually talk about this need for safety, but more from a feminine perspective, safe, seen and supported. Those are things that we need, but I can see now how that is just a part of my human design. Like I need to know I'm going to be okay. I always have snacks when I'm traveling. I don't like, I'm, I thought that was trauma and it could be a mix of all of those things, but it's just cool to see that as well. Yeah. And it's actually hilarious. So I'm going to jump from environment to your motivation and what supports your motivation. Like your motivation is need. So what that means is that you know what you need. Mm. And so it's interesting how, (laughs) yeah. Ew, I hate it. I'm so mad. Okay. (laughs) No, but it's great though, because you know what you need, but then you also know what others need as well, which makes sense. Like it's, but then it's hilarious how we judge ourselves on, oh, is it trauma? Is it me being a mother? Like we we're not fully allowing ourselves to just be that way. Right. And it's like, it's interesting because so when you look at your, your view, so your bottom right arrow on your human design graph here, your bottom right arrow is wanting. So what that means is that you're designed the way that you see things, like, you know, what it is that you want and you know what it is that other people are wanting as well. So that need and want energy, whether that's your motivation of like, okay, this is what I need. So I'm motivated to take action towards it or your view of seeing what is it that I want and what is it that other people want? Like this is very foundational and secure energy. So like that theme of like bringing that safety and security, like that's really important to you. And then obviously you look at your environment, which is caves. And it's like, when you have everything that you need and you're in this correct space, probably where you're going to be able to digest your information and really have these insights because you're you're fully held and taken care of Mm -hmm. right so I'm curious like what's coming up for you in terms of everything that I've said so far about diving into your variables a little bit so with the want one I'm gonna have to go back and like look at that because whenever it comes to those arrows because they you know, it's top, bottom, top, right, goes left, right. Like it's kind of a lot and I have it written down. So I'm going to have to revisit that. But right away, what came up was the motivation and need. I am not a lazy person. When I was waiting tables, I worked very hard for many years, but in my business, I find, remember I said two weeks on, two weeks off. Um, I get that from my mother. (laughs) My dad said she was like that. 
but like, I won't care about money until I need it. <laughs> and it's not, and I used to think, oh, it's scarcity. And I'm like, no, that's just kind of how I am. I'm not worried about it until I'm like, oh snap, I should probably sign some more clients soon. Or I should probably like, cause I'm just, I'm just in my, in my, in my head or in my, I was listening to something today that was like, you have always operated off of your upper chakras more, more spiritual, more intuitive. And you're having some interesting phases right now because you're not really grounded. So when you said, when you reminded me that I'm not a sacral being, I was like, sure ain't. Cause your girl has <laughs> always, it's like, you've never really been grounded and, and it's okay that I'm not like that, but that this is calling attention for me to kind of focus on. Yeah. You get to, you get to also do that as well. Yeah. And I think really the reason why I want to dive into your variables is to really set the stage so that you understand what kind of environment you need and how you're designed to see things so that you can support motivating yourself and then also being able to process what it is that you need to process. Right. So I'd be really curious, like when you look at these cyclical experiences, that you have two weeks on two weeks off. Do you think you have this internalized oppression around still needing to work that nine to five? still needing to, you know, clock in 40 hours or, you know, work X amount of time before. Cause the thing is I I've met other entrepreneurs who they do three weeks on one week fully off from their business. Oh, I think I like that. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, but seriously, if looking at what if you did design your business where you're working six months a year, but it's two weeks on two weeks off. I actually had this vision for myself where I worked nine months out of the year. I like six too, but let's start with nine. And it was like, oh, that's labor. Women have labor for nine months out of the year. But I was like, I would like to structure my life where I take a month off every quarter. Is that what I did? No, that's too many months. That's four. Um, but either way, like every fourth month, something like that. I wanted to set it up like that. And that's the goal. That is literally the goal because I do like to grind. Like I'm there, I do like to get in my zone and not be interrupted and, and have my music and just be going. But most of the time, if I don't need, again, that need, if there is not a need that has to happen in the business, I probably will wait till a fire needs to be put out. And that's not like, I want to be more proactive and I'm proactive when I'm in my grind mode. So I'm like, Ugh, like, how do we, how do we bring those make this make sense? Um, yeah, I know that I, a supportive team is what helps. Like once they're, once they're learning my cycles and they're learning how I learn and how I am and where I need supported, I'll be able to set up the business a little more than thinking I have to work Monday through Friday. I do take Wednesdays off though as Bonnie day and Saturday is a work day. So I've kind of manipulated that a little bit. So yeah, no, that's perfect. And I think when you play with this, because you're a third line, that one, three, when you experiment with this, taking the time off and on and playing with the months and so on, really allowing yourself to fully immerse in it and really emotionally process what your experience is like, because then you're really going to know, okay, this cyclical experience works for me. It, it feels good for me or no, it doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. So really coming back like into the body and trusting your emotional awareness around it is going to be really supportive. And you're because your authority is emotional. Right. So yeah. when you're in that correct environment, you you have that supportive cave space where, you know, you're able to touch the things that you need. You can be, you know, bubbly and stimulated when you process, you know, you're studying or you're eating and so on. Like that's really going to allow you to process your emotions in a healthy way because you're not going to be getting that external pressure to be like, oh, this is how you should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. 
So before we dive into your channels, I'm curious if you have any other insights that you wanted to share or any other aha moments or questions that you have so far. No, not as of yet. Okay, beautiful. So now, now that we've like established what you need to be supported, that is specific to you. It's not just you as a projector. It's like your variables. I want to look at the four channels that you have in your chart because these are really going to speak to the four conversations that you're having energetically within your body at all times. And so mm-hmm. when we look at your head and your ajna, that 61 to 24 channel is the channel of awareness. And so that channel is designed to receive knowing and knowledge and inspire others with your unique way of thinking. And so we'd already talked about this, but what I love is that you give yourself the space, let's say on Facebook to just drop things. You go live, you drop a quote, you drop a post, like all of that. And so I'm curious how that's feeling for you so far in terms of supporting that, because I think that that's already something really great that you're doing. And I'm curious if you're feeling any other uncertainty around how you share and process your your thoughts and insights I am looking into Patreon but before we get there because you have to be it only makes sense if you have a huge following um but I'm starting a membership that's separate from like my usual fitness one because some of the women have outgrown just the basics of fitness and some of the women in there are not ready for some like because I get the downloads all day long even like, even if I'm in my not manic work week of the month, like they're always coming and I, I have two phones. So they're in all these different voice memos. They're everywhere. They're on whiteboards. They're in, they're in, I have journals from when I was a teenager and I was like, this stuff's going to be valuable. I don't know what it is, but this, this is wisdom. It's going to be valuable. So I've always just needed somewhere for this stuff to go. And by creating that, that the community the mind and body collective, I'm, I already let them know. I was like, this is, there will be organized like master classes and like, you know, structure. However, this is going to be the place where I'm just dropping spiritual like nuggets and downloads for people that want to hear it because all of the rejection that I felt that I've been facing this last year or two, especially in these last few months when I've been opening up and removing my filter, what I'm really remembering is like, they're just not ready. Like imagine uh, let's take Sahar. No, let's take Kayla for example. Imagine Bonnie, you heard Kayla's podcast five years ago. You'd be like, "What the fuck is this bitch talking about?" Like, I no, I wouldn't like the status. I wouldn't know what words you're saying. Like, I would be so confused. And it finally hit me. I was like, "Cause I think everybody's growing with me." I th- before I understood human design, um, I spent years of my life hearing people say, "You have a calling. You have a gift. You have this, this, and that." And I can never figure out what to do with it. I was like, "Well, I'm not the best singer, so it's not singing." Um, people say use my voice, but nobody ever wants to listen to me. Like I had such a hard time figuring out what it is. And now that I understand what it is, I'm like, oh, wow, I really do see things in a different way than other people do. It's not that they don't like me. It's not that what I'm saying doesn't resonate. Literally like looking at, I was a gifted student and I don't know how I forgot this, but literally gifted classes are for kids who see things a different way. So it just cracks me up that I spent my whole life forgetting that that's who I am. And I, you know, um, but yeah, going back to your question, having that community where people are expecting, like you said, like they, it is almost like, a, well, it's not invitation, like I'm giving them the invitation, but it's out of necessity, need for me and for them to get fed on a deeper level. 
Yeah, so everything you said, okay, so good. This is like trailing into the next channel that I wanted to talk about, but I do want to talk about this. Even your concept of patron or is it Patreon? Patron? I don't even know how to say Patreon, it. Patreon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patreon, Patreon. So using that, but even things like I was talking with another friend of mine. She's a 6'2 spawning projector and she loves emailing her email list. Like she yeah. does it like all the time, but it's the thing is that it's been consensual. You, They've invited you to share because they subscribe to your email list. So when yeah. they're paying for Patreon, you're you're automatically invited. When they're following you on Facebook, when they're following you on social media, Instagram, podcast, whatever, they've subscribed to that. And so it's like, how many environments can you create that you feel supported and secure in taking in that theme from the variables where you can just show up and share and you've set it up so that you feel recognized because you're recognizing your needs and you feel recognized and successful because you've set up the spaces where you can just show in, drop your thing, and then walk away when, you know, you don't feel like you need to be in it all the time, the way, like, let's say a generator would be responding to things over and over again. Right. Yeah. So I love this, that you're doing this and you have this idea and like plan in motion again, prime example of a structure that you probably didn't even realize that you've already been putting into the works, which I love. Now, what I love, the next thing I love, and I love so many things about this conversation is you talking about the forgetting because hilariously enough, this is actually part of your next channel, your throat to G center, that 33 to 13 channel is known as the prodigal, (laughs) right? And so this, this, channel is designed to give direction through growing out and having your own experience listening and making sense of and sharing stories of human experiences so I feel like because I know you you have shared so much about your past and your experiences and the interesting thing about the the gate 33 is that the shadow is forgetting which is in the throat center it's about forgetting the gift is mindfulness and the city is revelation. So this gate in particular is designed to be alone and reflect on the past and is really here to reveal the secrets and insights and share things. So then when you look at the 13 as part of that gate or part of that channel, the gate of the listener, this is really about you being an incredible listener and being extremely empathetic. And it's really about you being connected to your past and the memories and the healing and being able to share that with others. Mm. And so the shadow is discord, which is like this disconnect. The gift is discernment, which is about like discerning, like what it is to share, what not to share. And the city is empathy. What do you mean by the city? So the city, I love that you asked this, because again, this is an example of when I know things and then people need to catch up or learn. So in every in every gate and every gene key, so the one to 64, they are the same, but every gene key, but I talk about them as gates because they're interchangeable in that sense. They have three different frequencies. So we have the lower frequency, which is the shadow. And then we have the gift frequency, which is like the alchemizing of the shadow. The mm-hmm. city is like the highest expression of okay. that energy. Yeah. Okay. So there's like these three different layers, these three different pieces of language that we can use to describe that gate or that gene key. So for example, with the 13 in human design it's known as the gate of the listener. And so the story that you can tell around that the shadow of discord, like if you think about, we cannot hear 
ourselves or someone else if we're disconnected from them. Yeah. Right. If we're discorded from them. Now, discernment is being able to see, okay, I'm not listening. Yeah. Or I'm not hearing them. I'm not hearing myself. And that city, that highest expression is like having empathy and understanding because you're listening. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate? It does. Um, when you said disconnect, I think of how, and that's the shadow of that. Um, for someone that loves to talk and connect with people, one of my lessons that I get to learn this year, and one of the lessons the universe is trying to teach me is that my business isn't going to grow because I run ads or because I do any of the things that I say I'm trying to get away from. It's going to grow through relationships. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if it was like the the depression I went through when like I'm just in, in business and in entrepreneurship last year but I have become way more disconnected and reluctant to have conversations with people. And the universe is showing me like, it's not a matter of you not being great at business or great at what you do. I need you to deepen your relationships with people. Because if you're going to say that you're not going to do sales the way that men do with high pressure and all this stuff, then the only other way to do it is through relationship. And you have to get connected with people again. And I've been so guarded lately. And I'm Again, I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it was just my own personal depression period or I'm, again, the the um, the modder or the investigator. Like sometimes I just got to learn. I'm so stubborn, but I've been replacing that word stubborn with steadfast. Mm. I telling my mom, I was like, I'm stubborn, but it's part of my design. You know, I just got to learn stuff the hard way. And she's like, well, maybe what if you started calling yourself steadfast in your beliefs? And that's why it's so hard. For you to to change gears I was like I like that better mom thank you I love that too because I've also been called stubborn so now I can say I'm steadfast and it feels a little <laughs> bit less salty <laughs> yes. Yes. oh my gosh so okay when we look at this channel we look at this connection we're talking about the forgetting the mindfulness the empathy when we look at that connection of the throat to the g-center the g-center is all about your lovability your identity and your sense of direction it's known as your magnetic monopole. So what that means is that it has to do with your environment and like what you attract. So being in the correct environment to share is where you will experience that success and recognition. So I know that yes. you've done you've done public speaking, like the Toastmasters, like you've won, you've placed, you know, you're, you're thriving in this because that is the correct environment for you to share. So it's like having these boundaries around, am I invited? If I'm not, this is not my space. Oh, I love that you said that because in the second or third round of the international speech contest, like right before I was about to go out of Florida and like compete nationally and then internationally, um, I didn't make it out of Florida. And the two men that competed with me, they were like, they were white males and their stories were about a hot rod car that was like meaningful in their family. Like my brother's car, like it was a cute little story. The family love story, family car. And another one was about how his family staved up to go to the Super Bowl um, in Philly. And again, cute family stories. And I was like, I was talking about shifting paradigms. I was talking about waking people up from mental slavery. I was talking about standing up for racism and sexism in the workplace. And that's what won. And I wasn't even mad. I remember like at that moment, I was like, oof. This isn't my space. Like I've learned everything I need to learn from Toastmasters. I've 
my last next week is my last week it's time for bigger spaces like just all the traveling I not all the traveling I went two places last going to Cali and then going to film that um reality show and being around all these entrepreneurs I was like oh my people like I felt so happy I know the entrepreneurs are my people but like I realized um I went there and made so many connections with women that are not like, you know, in this space that we are in spirituality and balls deep in personal development. So I was like, that's why I was there. I was like, that's my people. And all of a sudden, like coming home to Toastmasters just felt icky, not icky, but just like I've been fighting to wake this club up and fighting to make a change and difference. And this is a theme in my life. God will place me in somewhere and people either listen. They usually don't. I leave. And this was what the speech is about. Literally. I'm like, I leave. And then people don't listen. And then the shit crumbles to pieces. And they're like, oh, snap. The girl was right. Yes, I was. So I'm like, they're still very, make, They like yesterday they made, oh God, it was such a, a meeting where I was cringing because a dude gave a speech where he was pretending to take off his pants and then he stopped. And I'm like, you have, that's the second time a guy has done that. And I'm like, it's whatever. And so I'm releasing this. I no longer feel like this is my assignment. And I'm excited about moving into spaces where I am being um, recognized, which is in the entrepreneurial space. Yes. Oh, this is so good. And one thing I really want to fucking emphasize is I think that projectors, they there's a seeking of external recognition. But in that moment, when you weren't chosen to go outside of Florida, you weren't recognized in the way that you wanted to be recognized, but you chose to recognize yourself. And you said, these aren't my people. It really wasn't. So I'm like, if that's what you, I'm like, that's what you all want to represent you. Cause you don't want to hear these stories about how I called out found like organizations like this for their sexism and their, that's fine. You're not my people. You'll be sorry. See you later. Or maybe you won't, but I'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that this is so important is that for projectors, you need to realize recognition is always available. And if you recognize yourself and you get recognized by others and called in and invited like double whammy, but you can always choose to recognize yourself. So really, how can you lose? Yeah, there we go. That because and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and if you have started human design in any way, shape or form, you know that your belief in yourself, your business, and whatever it is that your, your endeavors are, is the driving force of it. Yes, humans need external validation. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, oh, you don't need to rely on them. Like we need internal and external. Stop that. But like, it's never, ever going to be as powerful as your internal. And that's what last year's lesson was for me. Last year was me believing that I am as great as people think I am because I was not recognizing myself. Yes. Oh my God, this conversation right now. Okay, are you ready to dive into the next channel? Because this is hilarious. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so the next channel, the 44 from the Splenic Center connecting to the Heart Center, 44 to 26. This is known as the channel of surrender. And it's also known as, so there's a channel of surrender. Some people call it the channel of entrepreneurship. Some people call it the tra the transmission channel or the channel of transmission. It's designed to transmit truth, share lessons from the past and sell others on making improvements in our world. That is me to a T. Like I've never been able to find a niche, but if I could, then that's it. 
right? And here's the thing, you have it, so you have it activated consciously and unconsciously. So you can see there's like a red unconscious line and a black unconscious line. This is a very prominent energy for you in your chart. And so when we look at the individual gates, so when we look at gate 44, which is in the splenic center, this is the gate of energy. And what it means is that this is a very intuitive gate because we're in the splenic center and that's very rooted in intuition of having an instinctual knowing of what other people are capable of. Mm. And I love this because this is so much in the work that you do, the way that you lead with embodiment, mindset, fitness, like what it is that people need to do to really optimize themselves in order to achieve their goals. I like that. And it's interesting because the shadow is interference. So what, what the way that I see that is like, how the fuck are you interfering with your own capabilities? Right? And it's like pointing that out. Like you see that. We call people out all the fucking time, like in the best way possible. But I'm just saying, you fucking see that. Right? I like the interference one because I can see how with my own self is me getting in my own way. Like as soon as you said, how am I interfering? I know I feel like you are asking, are you were um why can I you were demonstrating uh questions that I ask people but that is me like I get I interfere a lot and get in my own way as well so that's cool. yeah because it's like the energy that we'll experience but it can also be like what we notice or see in life too right it's just this is just always with us and so the gift is teamwork how can you work with yourself? How can you support yourself? How can you get the support of a coach or a mentor, a guide, right? Mm -hmm. And then the highest expression, the city is synergy, which means like this, the way that I see it is just this impulsing network of workability, like everything's connected, everything's working, right? Which is so beautiful. So that's the 44 and the 26 is known so here's the funny thing about the 26 it's in the heart center the heart center is really about your commitments your integrity your desire your drive in life and mm -hmm. so it's interesting because you're a projector and you have three out of the four motor centers defined so you have your heart center defined you have your emotional solar plexus defined and you have your root center defined your sacral is obviously undefined these four centers are known as motor centers like they they generate energy in different flavors. There's emotional energy. There's that drive, desire, and commitment. The sacral is like creative life force energy and the root energy is like pressure to evolve. So you have three out of four motor centers defined. So this is why some people might think, oh my God, you must be a generator. You must be a manifesting generator. You have all this energy because you do have this energetic drive, but your creativity, the way that you said it earlier, comes in waves and it comes when it comes because of that undefined sacral center. Right. So anyways, to circle back to the 26th gate in the heart center, this is known as the gate of the trickster. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because some people, when they have this, there can be this fear around manipulating people and not wanting to do that. And so yeah. you literally gave such a prime example earlier about how, you know, you don't want to do these high pressure sales that men are typically doing. It's going to be about building relationships with people. Right. And so this, this gate is really about being able and you're searching to get the best or the most out of every situation. And so you are going to have this natural ability to sell things and see things because you're going to know and you have that need to get what it is that you want, but you can also support other people 
and being able to get what they want as well. And I really see you showing up in that. Like, I don't see, you know, like somebody who is, has the gate 26 and is in a, let's say the shadow aspect of it, the shadow of the 26 is pride. So it's like mm-hmm. being really proud of oneself, self-centered, self-focused. And it's not about looking at, well, how can we get the resources and share with everyone? Right? Yeah. So that whole channel, right? And saying that really ties into the flavor of entrepreneurship. It's like you knowing what people are capable of and really being able to support people with getting the most out of every situation or getting what it is that they desire. Yeah. Yes. So now... When we look at this from the basis of our conversation of how do you support that conversation happening in that channel, it's like putting yourself in a position where you're invited to see the best in people so that you can guide them and show them how they can have that drive for themselves. So I'm curious, like what's coming up for you? And there's something else I'm going to share after this, but I feel like this channel and this conversation going on between these two centers, like, how is that showing up for you? Um, I'm still digesting that. I was literally just thinking like, I'm going to have to go back and like reconcile all of that. Cause it's more new. Like some of the stuff we talk about, um, I'm more familiar with, but with this one, um, with not wanting to manipulate, obviously I've been talking heavily about that on my social media, um, about just not wanting to do that. Um, but that last part that you said, setting up, like it just, it didn't sink in the way that I would have liked it to. So I'm going to have to listen to that again. Yeah. So one thing I will say, and this is the thing that I wanted to show you. So I'm showing this picture on the screen right now and all the channels. So, you know how there's the five different types, right? There's generators, projectors, manifestors, manifesting generators, reflectors, each of the channels just to like make things more complicated are their own type so we have specifically there's projected channels which are the blue ones we have manifesting channels which are the red ones and then Mm -hmm. we have generated channels which are the green ones so one thing that i wanted to emphasize that might help you contemplate this last channel the 44 to 26 which is running across here and it's blue is all the channels that we're talking about today are all projected channels in your chart so it's like your projector as a type, but even your main channels and conversations that are happening within you are in projected channels, which emphasizes again, the importance of when you create structures to share your wisdom, that you've always got to have those boundaries of like, I I am to be invited and then I will show up and share. I'm not here to prove myself. I'm not wasting my energy if these aren't my people. Okay. So am I hearing that I don't have any generating or manifesting channels? Well, you don't have any channels. So the channels, like when two centers are connected, but if we look at your chart, so you have gate 21 activated, you have gate 22 activated. These three channels from the emotional solar plexus and the heart center, these are manifested channels. So you do have that. You do have some initiating energy, but it's not a full channel. It's just activated gates. And then what for example, the what's that? What does an activated gate mean? Like I can obviously see it's not, you know, fully connected, but what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. So an activated gate means that it's colored in. 
So whether, okay. Yeah. So whether it's, so 48, for example, which is in your splenic center, this is an activated because it's defined hanging gate. So we call it a hanging gate because it's not a full channel. Mm -hmm. And then because it's black, why is it not fully? Yeah. So when we look at the, all of the gates in the centers, they're part of, okay. You know, when you, you, have you ever seen your natal chart? Like you may not know your natal chart, but like, it's like, no of it. this, yeah. So you see your circle, right? So in human design, we have what we call the rave mandala. And so it's like a circle that has all 64 gates around it. And then mm-hmm. it has the houses from astrology. And mm-hmm. so the way that the planets move through this, if they're in line with that gate, that gate is activated. Okay. So when that gate is activated, whether it's hanging or it's a full channel, if the gate's activated, the 48, for example, is a hanging gate, that means that in that moment of time when you were born, there were no planets in gate 16. So that's why you only got 48. Yeah. But now when we look at, for example, the four channels that you have and the one we just talked about, the 44 to 26, the planetary placements of when you were born activated the 26 and the 44 at the same time. That's why they created a channel and that's why your splenic center and your heart center are defined. Okay. Does that make a little bit more sense? A little more sense. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Do you, do you have any questions so far? I think I'll, I'm going to say a couple more things about that channel, the 4426, but I will move on to the last channel, but if you don't have any questions, I'm going to dive into it. Okay. So since this channel is the 44 to 26, and this really has to do with entrepreneurship is really looking at, and you actually said it earlier that your people are entrepreneurs. Yep. Right. They have to be, to, to be able to, they either have to have thick skin or they better be, they have to be personal development junkies. Like people that aren't ready for me, I repel. Um, even one of my clients said it, she's like, I love my coach. She's not for everybody though. And I didn't, back then I didn't quite know what she meant. And now I'm starting to see myself. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. Yes. Like, I realize how tough I am and it's not an aggressive, like you're a lazy shit. It's more like I expect more out of you because I know that you can be more. You don't see it, but I can. Yes. So here's the thing, because this is a projected channel, like I said, you being invited by the correct clients for you to support them is where you will have the most success and your clients will have the most success. Yep. So it's really in that moment, and we talked about recognition earlier, where it's like, okay, you might not get external recognition, but you're always going to be able to recognize yourself. So if you're about to work with somebody who may not be an ideal client, and you can see that, and it's just not, maybe it's not the correct timing for them, you have Mm -hmm. to recognize yourself and be like, this isn't, this isn't going to work, right? And so I think that that structure in that, in that situation is like, because you have the splenic center with the 44th gate. That's trusting your intuition. That's mm. trusting, okay, this is what is going to bring me safety and security. It's a t- it's intuitive awareness. You're here to trust that. And then the heart center, like I mentioned earlier, it has to do with your desires, your commitment, your integrity, your drive. And so it's like, you know, intuitively what your healthy drive is. And then it's being invited to share that with the correct people, the correct entrepreneurs, clients, collaborators, and so on. Yeah. When you said that, the thing that came up for me was how, again, my, the masculine energies, and I'm always going to use that um, more so than the men, because I do say that too much, 
the masculine energies in my life when they're they're always trying to help and I honor that and I see that I know that a lot of their um critique and suggestions is not always them just mansplaining it's them like seeing me because it's all from men who are doing really well in their businesses and it's them seeing me like dang why is she not a multi-millionaire yet like do this bonnie just do this just do this and when i tell them that i won't work with certain people because i don't feel we're we're good aligned they're like what are you talking about take that money make that money i was like you don't do the same work that i do it is an energetic like when i when i'm done with a coaching call i used to not give myself this space but like i need an hour I used to book them like back to back to back because I didn't understand energetics very well. I just knew I had wisdom to pour. And now the thought of getting on a call with someone who needs way more mindset work before we can even talk, who needs to understand personal development before we can talk, like someone who's just now waking up and realizing they want to take action in their life is not a good fit for me unless they have some kind of found, like, because there's too much work I have to do with them or one that I easily recognize is when a woman reaches out to me and I'm trying to say this without sounding like a bitch, but like I ha I was popular in school and people I did um, attract a lot of different people. And so what I notice is, is when some people will reach out to me just because they want to be in my space, they want to be, and those clients will come in and they'll watch every single live and they'll always be the one commenting and like, bring it like, I'm here, coach, nobody else is here, but I'm here. And then it gets clingy. And then the best analogy I can bring is like the Selena with her, um, that best friend lady that killed her. If you're not familiar with the Selena story, she was a Mexican American singer and she's Jennifer Lopez. It's one of her most famous roles. And she got, she crossed over, became a sensation, finally made her first English album and her best friend, person, manager killed her out of jealousy and like whatever, but you would never know it. She was all up in her business all the time, like kissing ass. And I can see people like that from a mile away. And I messed up and, and, and would work with people like that in the beginning, because I, I was like, it's a business. You gotta take the money. You got to take money. And now when I see them like back up, back, back the fudge up. Like, cause you're coming to drain my energy. You're coming to just be connected to me. You're not really here to learn. Um, and it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I'm not sure how I got here, but yeah, there, <laughs> I went off on this tangent. Prime example though, of the defined heart center, like really not being a people pleaser, right? Defined heart center. I mean, there's people pleaser in different examples in terms of the human design chart, but having a defined heart center, having a defined emotional solar plexus, it's like, not wanting to upset people, not wanting to offend people. I've got the energy. I've got the drive. Okay, I'll share it. But you're actually just not recognizing yourself. And it's like a disrespect to yourself and ultimately a disrespect to the other person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when you were sharing that, I was like, oh, no, this is perfect for the conversation. It's all good. <laughs> good, good. So let's talk about the last channel from the root center, which has to do with the pressure to evolve, like, the pressure to get things done, it, it works in pulses. Like it's very cyclical. Connecting to the emotional solar plexus, which is your authority to gate 49. So we have the 19 to 49 channel. And this channel is known as a channel of synthesis. It's designed to create intimate, committed connections and understanding the rules, principles, and needs of those involved for successful relationships. So the gate 19, I'll speak to that first. Gate mm -hmm. 19 is all about sensitivity. It's like being aware, being connected to people. And it's that gift of sensitivity 
stems from initially being in the shadow of codependence. So when you're in the shadow experience of gate 19, which Mm -hmm. is in the root center. So it's like this pressure to evolve, do the next thing, get the next thing. That shadow of codependence is like not being sensitive to what it is that you need to let go in order to evolve or move forward. Mm -hmm. So there's like this constant pressure to want to help others become aware of what is happening right now and really ensure that the needs are being met. But it's like through the interactions and relationships that we have with people. So when we look at, I'll paint the full picture and then it'll land. I'm just going to like dive into it because I know it's a lot of information. So when we look at gate 49, which is in the emotional solar plexus, this is known as the gate of revolution. The shadow is reaction. The gift Mm -hmm. is revolution. And the highest expression is rebirth. So when we look at this from a channel perspective, it's like being sensitive to what you know others need, what it is that you need without being codependent, but also looking at that shadow of reaction with the 49. It's like, what am I reacting to? But the whole channel that synthesis is really about transformation because you're through sensitivity, you're creating a revolution in the intimate relationships that you have with people. Yeah. Does that resonate more that I paint the full picture? Mm -hmm, That makes sense. And what I love about the 49, the highest expression is rebirth. So it's like you go from like reacting with your emotions and, you know, the pressure to figure things out and have what it is that you need to this revolution and realization so that you can rebirth and create something new. It's like shedding old layers, letting things go. But it's funny because people need to be ready to go through and experience a revolution in their life. Yes. And that's why I am okay now with not helping everyone because there's a difference between seeing a girl that you like, I'll be the girl, seeing a girl that you admire and wanting to pay her to make you like her when you're not really ready for, do you know what, do you know what it took to get here? A whole lot of shadow work and transformation and crying and healing and dealing. And, and if you're not ready for that, Um, and that's happened a few times or they just weren't ready for that. They wouldn't open up on the calls. They wouldn't let me dig deeper. They just wanted to do superficial stuff. And then I felt like shit at the end of their program. So I'm like, they didn't get the results. And, and, and that was part of the depression I was talking about. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not as effective in my business and like, like what's wrong with me. And it's like, you were bringing people into your space that like you, that weren't ready. So they weren't ready and they might've also been codependent. And also you oh, yeah. could have, you could have been codependent with them. Cause it's like, well, I have a business and I need to help people and I, I need to do these things. And it's like, it's inauthentic for yeah. both of you. Yeah. It's not malicious, but it's inauthentic for both of you. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting is what I'm noticing is like the last two channels, that channel of synthesis, the 19 to 49, and then looking at the 44 to 26 is really you trusting your emotions to set boundaries in situations where you feel like codependency and reaction is showing up. So in relationships, how you interact with others, and then with that splenic center to the heart center, that channel of surrender or transmission, that's really about being 
very particular about who it is that you work with and who you're here to support because you can see their potential, Mm -hmm. but it's like, they need to have their own drive to do it. Yes. Yeah. So then it's like, obviously we're not getting all the answers in today's conversation, but I'm curious what's coming up for you. If you kind of look at these, whatever comes up, you don't need to have the answer to everything. What do you feel like is the most clarity that you're getting from our conversation in terms of like these four different channels and different ways to set boundaries and recognizing yourself? Like, I'm just curious what's coming up for you. I think the one that resonated the most was the prodigal because I, I remember (laughs) you said, you told me a long time ago that that's something like that's a projector phrase or whatever. And I find myself doing a lot of storytelling and it's always, I remember, I remember. Um, And that idea of going and coming back. um, That one, I definitely want to dive in a little bit deeper to that one, the synthesis one. Um, That one's definitely resonating, but the the 44 through 26, I'm going to have to sit with because not comprehending it well, but it'll probably, things have to sink in with me. I don't always get things when I hear them right away. Yeah. And that's okay. But I think one of the biggest things, if you want to zoom out and look at how you can support yourself and structure things as a projector, I think the biggest thing is really setting those boundaries around who you work with, paying attention and using those shadows. Like, is this a reactionary interaction right now? Is there codependency here? Ooh, there we go. That's the one. That's what came up. So while um, I've been doing the traveling this summer, I've been in situations where people have either um I was on a trip with my mentor and he was very frustrated with me because I didn't try to pitch any of the women at the one conference we were at and as the observer if you will that's how I am I go into spaces and yes I'm loud and I'm like if you know me I'm a very bold woman but I don't just go into spaces as that woman and I used to think it was because I was shy or I used to, I couldn't figure out what it was and it's like I scope out the room first because I need to feel safe I need to make sure that you all are ready for what I'm going to bring. And it it usually has been when people give me the floor, then I'm Bonnie. But until then, I'm just kind of like checking y'all out, right? Um, Seeing what's appropriate, what's inappropriate. How can I, I used to think of myself as like a chameleon, like what version of me are they going to get? And I used to get shamed for that. Like, no, you need to be the same you all the time. And there was so much turmoil growing up, like hearing everyone tell me how I should be. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I'm an observer. And yeah, I get to chameleon since I've got four, you know, authority. Like I understand now how I get to show up and it just, it works so much better. There's still so much to learn, but really just applying that, uh, it helps with grace. But again, so with the boundaries of the people, I can generally tell who is ready, um, who's going to benefit the most and who I'm aligned with. And having that pressure to just have to sell, like, I'm like, this isn't a product, right? I'm not showing up at these events with my box of freaking like rainbow condoms that you, you have sex. Great. Take it, take it. Like, like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I'm, it feels so much better to not beat myself up about not always trying to get every single client because I have a very unique and a very direct like purpose and it it, it's not for everyone yes Um, and that literally I know you said you were unsure about that channel of transmission that 44 to 26 you literally just spoke it into existence seeing what other people are capable of 
like knowing that creating that synergy, that teamwork, that connection, like, you know, and you can see the skills and abilities and so on in other people and yourself. So I feel like as you contemplate that more, I think it'll be more clear, but you literally just said it without even realizing that mm. that is that is a thing for you. And that's something that you're really focused on honoring right now. Yes. Yeah. Because we learned the hard way because Bonnie has to, we got to investigate. We got to see how does it feel to take people that you don't feel aligned with just because there's money. And now I'm dependent on this person that I really don't want to be on the phone with an hour and a half every week, you know, so... There you go. And that's an example of that 19, that codependency. Mm -hmm. But then obviously the 49 being in the emotional solar plexus, we talked about people pleasing a couple of minutes ago and it's like, well, you don't want to upset them. So then you just continue to be codependent. And then it's just like reactionary. Every time you have a call with them, you're reacting and it's, it's completely out of alignment. I had to end a convert, a coaching relationship in December for a myriad reasons. I was burning out. I was trying to restructure my business. And as I mentioned, like if you're not at a place where I can help you, it's kind of like going to a bodybuilding coach and you haven't like learned macros yet, or you haven't had your weight loss journey, like you're not ready for them yet. And I, and it's the same thing with the type of life coaching um, and mindset coaching that I do. And so this person, I hardly ever recommend people to therapy unless I think they really, really need it because a lot of it is um, them consistency or intensity. If you want to create a new neural pathway and a new belief system, it takes intensity and it takes repetition. And then also the inner work we do. But if you're not, if I can't even have that conversation with you, like if that is so far from your realm of understanding that all you can do is just complain, 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 complain. That every time we hop on the phone, I can't help you. And I also don't have the space to do it. And ending that, like I kept her as a people pleaser because I wanted to try to try to help, try to help. But I had to put that boundary. And I told her, I was like, I would be a bitch to keep taking your money. Um, I think that you should probably see a therapist. And it sucks because I'm still getting retaliation from her about that. And she's not happy about it. And it's like, I think that that there, I had to learn lessons the hard way. That was one of the harder lessons. I was like, don't do it. But I was in a state of scarcity when we started working together. So there goes that codependency. There you go seeing it but knowing that you have it within you to understand what you need in your design knowing how to set those boundaries knowing how to recognize yourself if you recognize what you were able to do and not do for this person and so you in theory uninvited yourself to the situation which sometimes needs to happen but that's still a form of recognition a, a positive recognition so yeah. i really love that so i just want to check in how are you feeling overall in terms of what we talked about today? And I know it was a lot, but I personally loved the floor of our conversation. And I actually loved how you unconsciously led me to the next channel. And I was like, okay, here we go. Which I I'm like giddy about that. I think it was so convenient. <laughs> That's how my coaching calls go. Like I, I always tell them, I was like, our, whatever happens here is exactly how it's supposed to happen. And it flows how it should flow. Um, if anything, just continued validation that, I'm not crazy <laughs> that, um, and just, uh, I appreciate you holding the space for me to sort all this stuff out because that's very important. Not a lot of people can hold space for me on an intellectual, like, well, this, I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm so smarter than everybody, not that, but not a lot of people can like hold space for me in this, um, looking at me as a whole under the microscope. Mm, well, it's like such a pleasure. And I feel you're so receptive and you're so open to me sharing this that I really love today's conversation. 
it was it was so satisfying for me in my sacral good 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 good. I can't wait to like spend some more time in this and just really reflecting on all these things because if I'm going to lead be a lighthouse shift the paradigm create my own lane and show other people how to do the same then I can't keep trying to show up and function as anything other than this chart right here exactly and I so appreciate you saying that because that speaks to beyond just projectors this is this is literally why I keep showing up in what I do because every single time I have a conversation with someone a coaching session whatever it is there's always this this flavor of clarity that comes through and when people have clarity they can be confident and they can take aligned action and create a business and a life that's sustainable to them it's like are you kidding me why would I ever stop talking about this so I'm just like oh so good so good so before I wrap things up today I always love to ask everyone what is a wisdom nugget that you want to leave with our audience oh I wish my brain had been ready for this um it always for me comes down to intuition and what I know is right for me. And that's been such a big theme for me. Um, And I feel like anyone listening to this episode, again, if you're listening to Kayla's podcast, you're probably already on this wavelength. But for those of you that aren't, that resistance that you feel is there for a reason. And always approach your resistance with curiosity instead of judgment. Because you will build such a stronger relationship with yourself when you are curious and giving yourself grace and space to understand things that maybe are not as obvious like things in your human design chart. Um, But you will always be able to cultivate a much deeper relationship with yourself and, and get to the understanding of it versus just judging yourself. I spent my entire life judging myself. And this one thing that I heard that I'll, I'll share it with you guys, I heard it in my head, so you guys have to hear it. And it's, um, what if everyone thought the world of you? And I have to say that because I spent my entire life thinking everyone thought the worst of me. And so I would, I'm almost in tears. I would always water myself down, stay in the boxes. Cause I'm like, oh my God, they probably think this. Oh my God, they probably think that. And the other day I was journaling and I felt God, I felt the universe just say like, Hey, what if, how would you show up differently? If you thought, if everyone actually thought the very best of you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Well, I would, I would always say what I think and not hold back on social media because I know that they love me and I know that they think of me in high regard. And that's what birthed me being so confident on social media lately and not filtering myself is I'm like, my friends aren't judging me. My friends are looking up to me. They're not liking it. It's because they're, if they're not liking posts, it's because they don't, it, it doesn't resonate with them yet. They're not there. It doesn't mean they don't like me. And that was like a whew, breath of fresh air. That was so good. I need to say one more human design thing because you just did something you probably didn't even realize that you did. So back to the 49th gate in your Mm -hmm. emotional solar plexus. This is in your Mars placement. Your Mars is like what you're here to communicate. And what you just described, the way that I understood it was like reacting to the stories that we have of how we think other people judge us. Mm -hmm. And instead we have this revolution, which is the gift of what if people see the best in us how would I show up differently and emotionally you shifted yourself and had a rebirth into a new paradigm of just being able to show up unapologetically in your life and in your business yes that 
I human design does I not know. lie. You fucking okay. nailed that. So your Mercury just, I forgot to say this part. Your Mercury is like what you're here to communicate mm-hmm. and share with the world. So you just like embodied that so perfectly in that moment. And I was listening to you and I was like, yes, Bonnie, so good. So good. And the one line, cause it's 49.1. The one is about that safety and security and that investigating. And it's like, well, what is it that I'm reacting to? What mm-hmm. is it that I'm not sharing? Like, how can I bring that safety and security so that I can trust myself and not judge myself? Right. So that was just like, so perfect. That was so good. I'm so glad. Can I you literally sh- had no idea. <laughs> I know. Right. This is why I love pointing these out for people. And they're like, oh, but then, you know, you can take that and you can actually go and like create a piece of content from it, write an email, share a story, do whatever. Like, this is why I love this work. So before I wrap things up, can you please share with our audience where they can connect and find you online? And it's going to be in the show notes for everyone. Absolutely. So my favorite place to be is Instagram and you can find me there at Siobhan Bonds. It's spelled the Gaelic way. So S-I-O-B-H-A-N-B-O-N-S. I have a podcast called The Boss Life with Bonds and it's all things mindset, motivation, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. Um, boss life with bonds available on iTunes, Apple podcast, Spotify, and wherever else. And why am I going blank? Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, like, and your podcast. I'm like, is there anywhere else that I'm not following you? There's stuff, like but it. I'm like, you'll find all of those things. Once you go to my Instagram bio. Perfect. So good. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I really enjoyed it. And I loved your vulnerability and just your willingness to contemplate this as I throw a lot of new information at you. All good. I can't wait to listen and dive back in and take some notes. <laughs> yes. That touch cognition with your journal, yeah. touching the thing so you can digest. See, these things are so genius. So I want to thank the audience today for watching, listening. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast. Of course, please check out Bonnie's links in that in the show notes. And just so you know, if you're listening to this in June of 2023, I'm doing a giveaway. So read the show notes because there's a fun giveaway in there. And if you can take a moment to leave a review as well, I would love that. So thank you so much for being here. And we're going to chat with you in the next episode.